How you doing, everybody? I'm Ken Bikoff, and welcome to the Peaks Podcast, a special edition again in the wake of Indiana's dismissal of Tom Crean as head basketball coach just as the NCAA tournament tipped off on Thursday afternoon. Indiana is moving on, and it's been fascinating over the past 24 or 36 hours. However, uh, whenever you're listening to this, I... Uh, just to see the reaction of the the media and especially the national media when it comes to this move by Indiana, uh, everybody brings up. Well, it, you know, he won two Big Ten championships in four years. Uh, he was Big Ten Coach of the Year last year. What is it that Indiana fans want? And you know, this is just a program that just um, constantly deals over the hovering specter of Bob Knight. And you know, if you're a national media guy and you talk about the hovering specter of Bob Knight or that Bob Knight looms over this program, it shows me that you're lazy and that you don't know a damn thing about Indiana basketball because Bob Knight does not hover over this program. It's a lazy talking point for people who don't know about uh, what's going on in Indiana basketball uh, to, to turn to that, but Bob Knight was fired 17 years ago, and he is only an issue when it is brought up about him coming back and meeting the fans. And I got to tell you, after some comments that he made last week or the week before about uh, uh, just hoping that uh, people involved in his firing uh, you know, were dead, uh, never once taking blame for anything that he did, you know, Bob Knight is clearly a bitter old man who everyone's done with, and they've been done with him for a very, very long time. Maybe he hovered over the program early in the Mike Davis years, but when they went to the national championship game, that quieted a whole bunch, and Bob Knight has been out of the Indiana spotlight for a long time, except when he's brought up by national media uh, talking about how he hovers over it. I'm only bringing him up because of the fact that he was, uh, you know, that other people that just don't know about Indiana basketball uh, like to bring him up, and it's just it's unbelievably frustrating to to listen to that. Indiana fans do not miss the drama of Bob Knight. They do not miss any of the the baggage that came along with that man. He had a, his first twenty years in Bloomington were great. A lot of what he did, the winning, the the success Indiana had, covered up a lot of the, those flaws. The last nine years of his tenure. Uh, certainly were filled with as much turmoil, if not more, than there was success on the court. And by the time that he got fired because of things that he did, Indiana fans, uh, there's more than a, a small segment of them were ready to move on at that point as it is. The recruiting wasn't where it was. The level of basketball wasn't at the same uh, same level. And people were ready to move on. So now we are 17 years down the road from his dismissal. Uh, people who were born then are getting ready to go to college. Bob Knight does not hover over the program. And if you're a national guy who claims that that's part of the problem at IU... You don't know what you're talking about, and you're just lazy and haven't really paid attention to Indiana basketball. You know, they don't miss Knight's drama. Indiana fans miss solid defense. They miss a coherent offensive scheme. They miss valuing the ball. They miss good basketball. They don't miss having this guy stomping on the sidelines in a red sweater. They miss good basketball. So the next coach doesn't have to come in and battle against the specter of Bob Knight. That is just is not part of the equation. Nobody was talking about Knight hovering over the program when IU was at number one in the country a couple of seasons ago. They just loved the grit of Jordan Halls and the defensive intensity of Victor Oladipo, and they loved the improving basketball IQ of Christian Watford and the multifaceted game of Cody Zeller. They liked a roster that was playing good basketball 
that really did a great job of coming together as a team. Indiana fans want to see good basketball, plain and simple. And when they see other programs playing basketball at a high level and doing it consistently, that's where people start to get upset. It, you know, they don't want to be told that shooting is the problem when they just watched IU turn over the ball 17 times and play 40 minutes of disinterested defense. They don't want to be told that Indiana's problem is they need to play faster and they need to uh, to run the ball and get out and transition more when they don't take care of the ball at the pace that they're at. That's where Indiana fans get upset. It has nothing to do with wanting to play a certain way that, that Bob Knight did years ago. They want to see good basketball, and they want to see guys develop and, and start to improve on some of the mistakes that they made. And quite simply, you did not see that at nearly a high enough level over the past couple of years. Uh, you know, they, they talk about expectations and Indiana fans expectations are way through the uh, through the roof that that they're completely out of line. And I think that's a ridiculous sentiment. Indiana fans. Yes, you focus on uh, hanging a sixth banner. There's no question that, that that is part of the equation. But I don't think that's the expectations that really ended up biting Tom Crean. Ultimately, yes, he won the uh, 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 Big Ten championship, two of them in five years. Uh, two of them in a four-year span, but he also won two of them in five years. Everybody was talking about it's two and four years and just discounting this season. Again, he won two Big Ten championships in fi- in uh, five years. Those other three years, Indiana went 23-31 and 31 in the Big Ten and missed the NCAA tournament twice. That is not a program that has expectations that are just way too high. Indiana fans want to at least contend for a Big Ten title year in, year out. You don't have to win it. You don't have to even finish second, but as long as you're in the mix, somewhere in those top four or five, people are going to be okay with what uh, what you're doing, and they're going to feel good about the direction of the program. If you're going to the tournament year after year after year, yeah, you can miss every now and again, but you can't make it a habit, and that was something that happened uh, uh, during Tom Crean's uh, you know, last five years. Again, they squeaked in, um, in in one of the years as a 10 seed and lost in the first round and missed the tournament and two more. When you're going to the tournament, and it's great that they went to the Sweet 16 uh, two of the last five years, but it's those other three that come back and bite you, and that's where Indiana fans get frustrated. So it really isn't about national championships and going to a Final Four. Those expectations are ultimate goals expectations, baseline expectations, is you at least battle in the Big Ten. You contend uh, in the Big Ten. You don't necessarily have to win it, but finishing under 500 or at 500 isn't going to cut it because that's not what Indiana basketball is all about. It also doesn't mean you get to the tournament and you get to the Sweet 16 and that's good enough. You know, that'll be fine. We can hang our hat on that. You do want to continue to contend beyond that, But again, those are ultimate goals, and there's a difference between goals and expectations. And Indiana fans, their expectations are absolutely in line in terms of wanting to get to the tournament way more often than not and contending in the Big Ten and also just playing a good brand of basketball. People say they want basketball played the right way. Well, it's not it, it to me that that is suggesting that Indiana fans don't want to see something fast paced or they don't. That isn't the case. Indiana fans want to see basketball played with some kind of intelligence. They want to see mistakes that that come up get corrected. You, they don't want to hear lip service about we're improving when 
game after game after game, the issues that are a problem game after game after game stay exactly the same. People have eyes, and Indiana fans know their basketball, and they aren't about to just go ahead and just let a coach tell them that the team is improving when everybody with eyes can see that there isn't improvement because the areas that are weaknesses are not getting better. And that is where Indiana fans' ire comes from. And so it just it just baffled me how so many people can can look at this Indiana program and say Indiana fans' expectations are way out of whack that simply is not the case. I just I just cannot say enough about how lazy it is for, for people to look at what's gone on at IU over the past six seasons and say, you know, he did plenty. Uh, Tom Crean was the Big Ten Coach of the Year last year, and that's great. Uh, he also had two Big Ten, uh, two McDonald's All-Americans on his team, at least two uh, two McDonald's All-Americans on his team, each of the last five years, at least, and it, and it might uh, actually go back a little bit farther than that. The talent wasn't reaching the level that people expected, and it wasn't about hanging a banner or getting to a Final Four. It was about consistency on the court, it was about improving mistakes, and it was about just contending in a Big Ten that was super soft. And you could lose Colin Hartman, you could lose OG Ananobi, and those are are big injuries, there's no question. And yet Indiana still had a lot more talent on its roster than a number of the teams that they lost to this year, and that's where the people got frustrated. And so expectations are that Indiana plays good basketball, battles for a, a Big Ten uh, championship, battles in the league, certainly finishes over 500, and is uh, is goes to the NCAA tournament, gives themselves a shot in the postseason. From there, okay, you know you you look start to dream of bigger goals, but it isn't as simple as well. You know it, you know he shouldn't have. Uh, um, Indiana fans just won a national championship or they're not happy. I think that's a ridiculous notion. And if that's the case, again, people are looking from the outside and don't recognize what Indiana basketball is all about. Now, we're going to be able to have plenty of time to get into who the next coach is going to be. It's really still very early in the process. I know on Peaks.com, we have a hot board, just kind of some of the guys Indiana might target. So be sure to check that out. It's some great information put together by Mike Pegram. But, you know, it was just time for Tom Crean to move on because the atmosphere in Bloomington had really gotten toxic to the point that if uh, if Indiana had to go through this for another year, it really would have been detrimental to the program. And in a lot of ways, I'm actually happy for Tom Crean right now. And the reason being is Crean gave his heart and soul to Indiana basketball, and I respect the fact that he was going to fight for his team and fight to, to for Indiana basketball every step of the way. I give him all the credit in the world for that. I truly believe that he would have been happy to die on that beach uh, to uh, be able to uh, to just continue in this job and battle and battle and battle and rage against the fans and and just continue to believe in what he was doing. He certainly sounded like a guy who was going to be doing that after the NIT loss, after the Big Ten tournament loss. He was clearly looking at this as being another season uh, for him to try to right the ship. And I respect that work ethic, and nobody, nobody can question his work ethic, his passion for Indiana basketball. But it also... Sometimes you get to a time when a change is necessary and a change is good for the program, a new voice, a new, a new 
just face to to the place that um, that can move on. And for Crean, I'm sure it's it's a difficult pill to swallow that uh, he's being let he's been let go. But sometimes he needs a change too. And I know that just from watching him over the past nine seasons, I've seen a coach that has changed. I, I he, he's a different man now than he was when he got here, and that's certainly maturity. It's experience that happens to everybody. But I do think that uh, going into a new situation, uh, a next job where there isn't nine years of of weight behind him, he's going to feel refreshed. He's going to feel like uh, uh, like he's he could fall in love with coaching again in a way that I think that he has forgotten that he did. You know, he has that passion. He loves his players. But when you go into a new situation, you move on, I think it's really going to end up being a positive for him, for his family. Uh, you know, there, there is a people, some people, just a, a small major, a minority of people really uh, didn't necessarily treat some of the, the Crean, pro, uh, Crean family well, didn't cre- uh, treat Tom Crean well. And those people are just absolutely appalling and should be ashamed of themselves. But moving on to a new situation maybe will allow him uh, to to find some new peace, uh, to just start to relax a little bit more. And I really think that ultimately, when he looks down the road, he's going to look back on his uh, time at IU with a lot of fondness. And he's going to realize that leaving when he did uh, was probably what was ultimately best uh, for him and his career because it, it had just gotten so toxic here that sometimes you need to be able to um, just take a breath, relax, and have that weight lifted off of you before it pushes down and it crushes you. So again, we're going to be able to talk about uh, the coaching changes here in in the near future and, and talk about uh, you know different candidates and, and the different aspects that they might uh, bring to the table. But for now, I uh, just wanted to talk about those expectations and some of the national media chatter. It's been really frustrating to hear. And I just uh, went on a Twitter rant this morning and I thought, hey, let's go ahead and, uh, and put together a podcast to talk about it a little bit more. Well, that's all the time we have for this special edition of the Peaks podcast. I want to thank you for listening and I want to remind you to visit Peaks.com for the very best in IU football and basketball coverage you're going to find anywhere, including all the coverage of Indiana's head basketball coaching search. Nobody covers who's you're recruiting better than Mike Pegram, Jeff Rabjohnson, Matt Weaver. So come be a part of a thriving and exciting community on the scout.com network you are not going to be disappointed folks we're out of time but for now and for mike jeff and matt i'm ken bikoff saying thanks for listening everybody